Uh, check one two three. Check check. Can you hear me? Check. I I hear you. What are you doing? I'm I'm checking it twice. Welcome to the Hallmark Cafe. I'm Michael and I'm Diane. Come on in. Your table is ready. We excited. It's. I've never uh, seen you this excited. It's a special day here in the cafe. <laughs> I don't know. It's you know it's season two. It's episode two, and we have something very very special because uh, we actually are going to have our very first live interview. If you remember our last episode, uh, we reviewed or talked about checking it twice. Well, we found out the writer of checking it twice lives in our town. I know. How how unusual is that? And through a little bit of research and detective work. A little social work, stalking. Yeah, we found out. We got in touch, we with, got him, in touch with him. And we brought him into the he studio. He accepted my friend request. So stand by. We're going to have a fun talk with Steve Beauregard. We're so excited to have you, Steve. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And you know, and it, it worked out because Steve actually lives in our town. I know. <laughs> so it made it pretty we easy. Just went over and knocked on his door and said, hey, will you be on our podcast? Say, hey. I think Steve Beauregard lives here. So we figured that out. And so here he is. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Well, you know, where did we start with this? This uh, this gentleman has written a Hallmark movie that got on the air and did really well and is a good movie. So. And not only that, but it is your first try at, at sending a, submitting a script to any network or just Hallmark? Just Hallmark. Yeah. Yeah. In the 90s, I gave it a shot to try to write regular screenplays, but... What got you started writing? Right. In, 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 oh, in third grade, you had to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I, actually, in high school, a, a teacher at Grand Junction High School gave me some compliments on my writing. And I was kind of your stereotypical geeky, zit-faced, buck-toothed 16-year-old. <laughs> so I wasn't, didn't have a lot going for me. But like, so when he gave me some compliments, that was a big deal to me. I guess I would be, yeah. Yeah, so that was the first time someone told me I, I was good at something, so... So, um, when you when you got out of high school, because you you you've been out of high school for what couple years now, thirty <laughs> <laughs> five. Um, you uh, went into writing for the local newspaper. Uh-huh. I had a column in the a couple different local papers for about ten years, and just always liked writing. Never made a career out of it, but did other stuff on the side. Always spent my life trying to avoid real. Real work, honest work. <laughs> that sounds like us. <laughs> I, I know, know that one. There's a, there's a better way to do it, though. Become a uh, musician or a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That would be true. Yeah, yeah. But you, um, you've had some ideas, I guess, percolating probably then for a while. Um, and I know, you know, it's, it's hard to put yourself out there. And, yeah. But you've been sort of um, kind of taking the steps to do that by working for the paper and putting your articles in. When you decided to, you wanted to write the screenplay, first of all, I guess, how long did it take you to actually write the screenplay? Once you had the idea and you decided to write it, how, how long a process Just was Just uh, two weeks. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> once I have it in my mind, I have to get it out. And just all I think about and get up really early. I was getting up at five to, to try to bang it out before work and then staying up late. I just you know had to get it out of my system. Right. So. Yeah. Well, did, had you watched a lot of Hallmark movies in the past? Not a ton. My mm-hmm. wife likes them, and, right. and I'd watch, but I would sometimes I, I couldn't watch just not because they were bad, but because I was jealous that somebody's getting paid to write this. And, <laughs> and I not. thought that was just us. <laughs> no, it was like a little frustrating. Like, why? Why? 
am I not pursuing this? Right. So. So the challenge is a self-challenge, which is great. So yeah. he said, I'm going to do this. So, And then how did you get the idea? Now, check it twice. Again, we, if you listen to our previous podcast, we really liked the movie. And we didn't know you and knew nothing about how this process happened for you. So uh, that was not, we're not biased in any way at all. No, I know. When we, just, we watched the movie, yeah, we had no idea. We had that, no idea. So that you lived in town no, and that we could possibly I said, suck up I should, to you. So, <laughs> you <know. laughs> I said, that was really good. Uh, but So how did you get the I- actual idea for the movie? Well, okay, I'll back up. I was last or spring of 2022. I'm on this screenwriting forum and wanted to send my feature length screenplay out to get an agent. And somebody said, right. you need two good screenplays to get an agent. So I was thinking about my next screenplay and somebody mentioned that they had luck getting a producer to read their Hallmark script hmm. and, you know, not having any experience or connections and living in Grand Junction. I just the thought of a, a Hollywood producer reading my script was exciting. Never mind having it produced. Right. Yeah. 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 So I decided to give give that a shot and kind of research what you needed to do to to write a Hallmark script. And uh, I guess the idea came from trying to write it from a guy's perspective, which in hindsight is kind of stupid since Hallmark has like an eighty <laughs> percent female demographic. <laughs> but that was just one of my favorite movies. Is that Kevin Costner one uh, baseball one uh, Bull Durham? I don't know if you ever seen yes. That. Oh, mm-hmm. I remember yep, that yep, one well. Yep. And yeah. so I just kind of plagiarized that a little bit of instead of taking the minor league baseball player taking the minor league hockey player to a town and he falls okay. in love with a yeah, local woman yeah. and then has to decide if he's I mean, he cleaned it up a little too though because bull durham was pretty <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> hallmark guys did yeah exactly well had you ever played hockey before Are you no a hockey I'm, I'm a fan of the avalanche but i haven't played yeah you know, as I might have mentioned it in the podcast, my, my brother-in-law actually is on the phone. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, he was going to be. He has some critiques. He got, he got busy. He was actually playing hockey when I called him a little while ago. It so was. I was like, oh, okay, he still fine. plays hockey. But uh, he, you know, he has won three Stanley Cups. So I wanted him to watch the movie and tell me what he thought of it from a hockey point of view. And he has not watched it yet. So I'm going to have to just keep bugging him because I want to know. But I thought it was pretty accurate. And I did ask him some questions um, about the, you know, the whole farm team, you know, how does it, how does it work? And I'm wondering, did you do any research about that to, to understand how the, the hockey world works when it comes to the NHL and farm league? A little bit. I kind of incorporated some, I, I love minor league baseball, so I kind of know how that works. And I just, it, incorporate that into the hockey and then i had to look up some of the minor league teams uh, that he references in the movie but yeah now did you have did you actually use because i did not look that up but did you actually use real names of teams or did you have to kind of change them no i totally made up like the idaho falls trout yeah that's and obvious. Then, um i don't i don't even know if boise has a team but that was a logical next step for me that right, he goes right. from there to boise then on to seattle right yeah, because I think I read you wanted to make it Colorado, but they'd already they already set too many movies in Colorado. Seems like there's quite a few that are set in Colorado, yeah. not filmed, of course, but right. set in Colorado. And yeah. so I, that was another way I wanted to stand out. I didn't know how many were made in Idaho, and I was just trying to do anything. I think that you're would make the first, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember there's a movie set in Idaho, but that's a no. It, yeah, yeah, there's a couple in Salt Lake. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So not, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, did you know that they were going to film it in Canada? Once I, you. I assume they were. I understand most of these are. Right, right. Either Now, some of them are made in Salt Lake City, so that would have been closer. Oh, really? But okay. yeah, yeah. I don't think, well, they might have an ice rink there. <laughs> well, yeah, I think they do. They have winters. So yeah, but I don't know much more about that. But yes, the majority of them are made in Canada. So yeah, and quite so, a, a few of them made in, in British Columbia 
in the western part of Canada. So, so let's talk a little bit about. Um, so you had the idea, and you, you that your your the person that you talked to said they had some luck pitching it to getting a Hallmark producer to read it. Yeah. So how did you connect with that producer? Well, I this is kind of where my OCD kicked in. Maybe <laughs> I, uh, I'm naturally lazy, so I knew I had to <laughs> go all out or nothing. So I decided I was going to contact a hundred producers because. Otherwise, I'd send one or two out and then say, oh, it's so hard to break in the business. And, but if I gave it a, you know, the old college try, I'm sending out 100. If I got 100 rejections, that was my goal. You um, weren't like thinking of that 100 monkeys concept, right? Well, no, I shouldn't oh, say that. Oh, no, that, yeah, a thousand. <laughs> I, don't, a thousand I don't know, I don't know that concept. Yeah, yeah, Wait a minute. It's a scientific formula. If you get one and they all fall or something, I don't no, know. No, this is totally different. Like, I just wanted to get a lot of rejections. If I got 100 rejections, then I could look myself in the mirror saying I'm proud that I, I gave it a try. So I went on uh, IMDb Pro and got addresses, email addresses of 100 different producers of these type of movies. Ended up sending out 103 um, queries where you just kind of yeah. ask if I can send them the script to them. Yeah, yeah. And then out of those 103, eight said I could send the script to them. And, and that was exciting to me, just wow, getting yeah. eight. And out of those eight, one person said she liked it and would pitch it to her contacts at Hallmark and Peacock and Lifetime and... That's that's amazing. That really is amazing. And now, what's the time frame of this? This was uh, last fall or yeah, last year? Uh, April 2022, I wrote it. And then so May and June, I did all the research and sent out those emails. Wow. So wow. it happened really fast. It did, yeah. That's amazing. That so amazing. so the, what was the next step? Did did, did you have to uh, do you get uh, meet with them and figure out uh, any changes? Or what did they say? Well, I, and so like maybe in July 2022, Two after I sent out these hundred e or yeah the hundred e three emails and the eight producers and Hallmark may be interested mm. and of course then I'm checking my email every five seconds after that to see <laughs> yeah I, I guess I would like be too waiting I for know. test results you know? <laughs> yeah waiting so, for the law review so a couple months later she says the bar. yeah that's exactly right. and a couple months later she says they're definitely interested and. It was just very thrilling to me of course now wow. did you, did you do any research about because I know there's nine acts right. In a Hallmark movie? I think right? it's nine. Is that how nine? it works? Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then um, they have, I mean, there's a certain formula that they used. Had you done a little research on that to, so that you could get it in that formula to start with? Or yeah, I, I knew the traditional movie format and, you know, 90 to 120 pages, but I wasn't as familiar with the TV movie format. So right. I had to do a little bit of research on that to, to find the nine act structure. And right. That's a little tricky because, you know, you had to plan before commercial breaks and just going through that process and getting the so, timing right and all right, of that exactly right. yeah, yeah. yeah yeah something you don't think about when you're writing but then afterwards you have to oh i have to cut it to a commercial here and did, that's yeah. a good question i mean did you write sort of just write it without any idea of acts and then go back and put them exactly in? Yeah. yeah which makes it tricky it's like doing the crossword puzzle and then changing the picture on the puzzle yeah 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 and did you have to when you decided to do that how did it change the script or did it change it at all did you end up did you end up swapping some things or or did anything change because you were putting it into the nine acts yeah a little bit the main thing was after this is normal uh, i guess hallmark sent f five pages of, of notes back to me single space note five pages right and um, so we did a bunch of rewrites after that, and I, I don't remember what part I had to incorporate the nine X, but it was all constantly changing. Yeah. Like you get it all done. Okay, it's really great, but you know we have nine X. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so when you originally wrote it and submitted it, though, you 
it pretty much timed out or did they say we need a little longer here or you you need another three pages of dialogue or no you know, they- no once they agreed to put it in development which i didn't understand the term then that that's kind of the starting process where they take the first look at it and and let you know what kind of changes they want to make from there so yeah but no i didn't have any yeah. kind of idea about the 9x structure yeah. i mean i didn't incorporate that in the, the script that they saw at first oh okay all right so um the uh well because when we talked about this um michael and i talk about this on on our podcast we we pick the movies that make the menu and uh, we don't discriminate as far as it just has to be uh, to our criteria what we like and they have to be from grand junction and they have to be from <laughs> <Grand Junction>. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this guy. Can you, just make, you can be on the podcast all the time. Then. We're just going to bring you in. So um, the uh, one of the things that we do is when we watch it, we we actually pay attention to the breaks because and we and we notice if if it's clean and I, that doesn't sound exactly descriptive, but um, for me, something has to happen to make me want to come back from the refrigerator after the break mm-hmm. yeah. and say, well. Oh, that was, you know, and I noticed with yours, it quite often, I think all of, pretty much all of them, it, you, you ended your, your, your scene and it was really good. It was just, there was something, some kind of energy. It wasn't just, it didn't just sit there like, oh, we're stopping now. <laughs> like we're going, we'll be back in a minute. It wasn't like that at all. You really had that energy. It came up to it, it held you, and then it picked it back up in the next act. Is that something that just comes naturally to you to, to write like that? Or did you think about that ahead of time saying, how can I, like through dialogue or action, create a definitive end of the act that's exciting? Yeah, I definitely thought about that because I was very insecure writing it, being my first one and making sure it wasn't boring. So I may have gone overboard in the original drafts of trying to make it really witty and a lot of con- too much conflict for a homework movie. Uh, my whole thing was just I didn't want it to be boring. Whoever's going to read it, I wanted them to be entertained the whole time. So that's where it changed a little bit. Less conflict in the later drafts and and uh, less of my my humor that doesn't apply. To everybody doesn't get my sense of humor. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was kind of cognizant of, or recognized that that needed those keep people's attention in between commercial breaks but somebody else added on to the script and made some changes after me so i'm not sure who it was yeah. but they did a good job they did an yeah. excellent job now when you say that they made some changes was it structural in form or dialogue or scene or what what did, what did they what did you notice that they changed and added? um yeah like some dialogue between uh ashley and her friend becca um some of that kind of some of that was added and I knew they were going to do a dialogue pass. And um, like one of the scenes we had in my last draft I submitted had like a sledding scene and and that didn't end up in the movie. And maybe it was just a a budget item or budgetary concern or something. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. we didn't sledding. I like sledding. We didn't get a a sledding scene. A jetting, scene? a sledding. <laughs> All right, I'm back. I'm back now. (laughs) uh, Yeah. I I thought I loved it too. And I had Dave, you know, the big, the big character. Yeah. Yeah took his wife's yoga mat to go sledding. And oh, gosh. That it might have been, been over the top for homework a little. <laughs> no, I'd like to have seen that. <laughs> now, when you wrote that character, is this somebody you know? Dave? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's. I figured he was kind of an amalgamation of, you know, a lot of different sports fans. And being from New England, I know sports fans. Well, yeah, and I coached my little son's little league team, and I saw some of those parents. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it definitely came from real life. <laughs> yes. So let's go back to the beginning. The premise of the movie, or what gets the whole story going, is the, the swapping of the 
credit cards. Uh-huh. Is that something that really happened? Or yeah, my wife and I were at a, a Dallas Cowboys game at in Dallas, and uh, I handed her my debit. She didn't have her purse. I handed her a debit card to buy snacks and a huge line. And then five minutes later, I looked down and there's our debit card. You know, same color, same company. I picked it up and texted her and said, "Don't come back. I have I have the debit card." And she sent me a picture of her holding a whole bunch of snacks. And no, I have it. Oh, and so like, what? And so I looked at it. It was the drunk guy behind me <laughs> <laughs> dropped it. <laughs> so now, it like, but it was the exact same looking card. Then. Yeah, same company, ah, so, same everything. Yeah. So that's what. Yeah. Oh. So <laughs> then we bought a bunch of snacks on his card. <laughs> <laughs> And he never knew. <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of where the genesis of that came. Uh, from. He knows now. That's he's one great. of our listeners. That's great. Actually, it's Kevin McGarry, and he's he's on the phone right now. No. <laughs> Actually, I I did send a message to Kevin McGarry because I thought it would be cool if we could get him to call in, but I I didn't. Oh, you haven't heard I didn't get it. He's practicing his hockey. He's, so he's, so. <laughs> now, well, now there's another scene in the movie where there you're like bobbing for fish into toys, or wh- where'd that idea come from? Well, that, that ended up being their their idea. Ah, Originally, okay. I had I was told to write a scene with the hockey. They wanted more guys in the hockey in the movie. Right, it kind of surprised me, but I think it was I got those notes after this is my th- theory that after three men, three wise men and a baby. Came right, out, right, right. That was, yeah. that was yeah. like the, the highest rated show. Yeah. Last that was year. a big one last year. Yeah, yeah. So my theory was that they they like that interplay yeah. with guys. Yeah. yeah. So I had the the whole hockey team there, and they were. It's just a goofy scene where they're bobbing for for gingerbread men on on fishing lines and so <laughs> gingerbread <laughs> men on fishing lines. I like that. That's pretty good too. You use for bait for that. It's like we could make an alternate movie of this movie. <laughs> I did. That, that is so great. There were so many great uh, fun scenes in that oh, movie. It just and the dialogue. I, I mean, are, did you know that you were that good at writing dialogue, or is this something that your high school teacher told you? Keep no, writing dialogue? I, no, I, I appreciate. It. I just just try to copy uh, Aaron Sorkin. I, I look at all his, his West Wing episodes before I'd start writing, and just he's so clever. I'm not even close to one percent of his talent, but just it was kind of inspiring to listen or read his scripts and then try to copy that back and forth. That's really interesting because I know when I when I write music um, for a long time I would listen to Mary Chapin Carpenter. Oh yeah, kind of. I understand that that impulse because you listen to something and it resonates and then other ideas start coming and it's not like you're copying it. Right. You're just getting the rhythm. Uh huh. Exactly. And the 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 feel of it and it really does help inspire whatever. And I'm sure everybody who creates has somebody like that. That right. You know, like with you. It's, yeah. You know Elvis. <laughs> it was not Elvis. <laughs> I like Elvis, but it was not Elvis. Jeez. <clears throat> so, <laughs> gotcha. I tried to get him at least once. Yeah, that was it. I wasn't expecting that. Now, did you know? Uh, did they tell you when they were like it got greenlit, so or whatever they call it, it went into development? Uh-huh. And did you still feel like yes, it's going to go, or was there still a chance that they could say we're not going to do it? Yeah. Uh, so I sold it in September twenty twenty two, and then. It officially got greenlit in January of 2023. So, um, and I submitted the final draft in December. So I had that month, month and a half of waiting. And so you never know. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, all those drafts I submitted, and this is my first one, so I didn't know if they liked it, if they yeah. thought I was a hacker or, or what. So. <laughs> well, evidently not. Well, and yeah. now you're independently wealthy. <laughs> this cafe lunch is on you, buddy. He'll be he'll, Grand Junction will be in the rearview mirror shortly. So <laughs> he'll be in Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> I think he likes it here. No, he doesn't. So, it, so, uh, but then shortly thereafter, they they announced they were going to 
film it, right? Yeah. So in January, they got the green lit and they started filming in March last. Yeah. March of this wow. year. Excuse okay. Me. Yeah. So did you know, uh, did they they just say, yeah, we're going to do it? Or do they tell you at the time, and we've got so-and-so and and -and so-and-so, have we got Kim and and Kevin to be the leads in it? No, I kind of found that out just, again, obsessively (laughs) researching it (laughs) online. But uh, my kind of involvement was done in December, and then I just got the email that it was greenlit, and I watched it last Friday. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what, let's let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll find out more about if what you know about the filming and all that process uh, when we come back. So hold on. Hallmark Cafe is brought to you by us, The Killins. Visit thekillins.com to hear singles and tracks from our albums. And look for Diane's single, Tonight I'm Gonna Fall in Love With You. Our theme song. On your favorite streaming platform. Remember, that's thekillins.com. T-H-E-K-I-L-L-E-N-S. I know that I'm in your heart right now. I know that I'm on your mind I don't know what I would do without That look of love in your eyes We've recorded two original Christmas songs on our two-song single, Christmas in Maine. There's snow on the beaches and ice on the lakes And the glow from the fire is on of our Christmas songs are available on Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, and others to download or stream. Or visit thekillins.com to hear these songs and more of our music. All right, we're back, and we're back with our special guest, Steve Beauregard, the writer of Checking It Twice. We are so excited to have you in the studio. Actually, this actually, isn't even a phone interview. No, this is, you're actually in our studio. We will take a picture and show he's actually in the studio. <laughs> he does exist. Because he lives in the same town we do. It's exciting. So. so we can't wait for you to write another movie so you can come back and you can we can talk about it. Oh, we might have him just back anyway. What I the know. heck? So I know. It's been fun. Well, if you have the, more of those Scottish cookies, I'll <laughs> <you> back. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. Plenty of Scottish we'll cookies. In, we'll fly him in special. <laughs> All right. So I was going to ask, now we've talked about the writing um, and the the process of uh, rewrites and going back and forth with the network. Now, when did you find out about uh, when the movie was going to be shot and about the casting? What did you find out about that? Kind of just from some, one of the actresses, Instagram. So I got all this online. My involvement was totally done in, in December. Right. So I just kind of tracked it online up, obsessively and it's really <laughs> that's what i would do so well, you, you don't get any right. memos about what's happening with the movie then. you're not on no. the email chain or anything <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and obviously you have nothing to do with casting right so you have no idea what they're going to do yeah I, I it was funny some people who have blo- 
blogs on Hallmark movies have gotten saw the movie before I did because they got preview copies. And, yeah, I don't know how they do that. We don't get no. preview copies. No, we have to no. wait patiently. But now we know one of the maybe we know one of the writers. Maybe we can get a preview. He copy. doesn't get a preview copy either. Well, yeah, but you know your movie did well, so who knows? I, uh, so um, yeah, it did. It it did well. Did well in the ratings, which is great, and and it, and it kicked off the whole season. I know. Did you did, did you know did that, that was going to happen? No, I didn't. Wow. Um, at first, I didn't know if that was good or bad. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't. Beggars can't be choosers. I'm just glad I got yeah. one produced and sold. So. I think it's just great because now that you've got one, you know, more are going to fall. They because could. Yeah. They, they, yeah, absolutely. I was thinking it actually could use a sequel. Have I you thought, thought so. about writing a sequel? Yeah. Have you had any ideas or, you know, like, no? Checking it thrice. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's a good one. But when did you find out about uh, Kevin McGarry and Kim Atula being the leads? Yeah, I think like in February. Mm-hmm. And then so uh, I kind of learned about Kevin. He's really got a big fan base. Oh, yeah. He's, a, he's a big Hallmark star. Yeah. 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 So I was really pleased. I kind of pictured him as, as my character, Scott. And, and Kim, uh, she look, looked like my Ashley, so... I was really happy. And yeah, very yeah. talented. They had great chemistry. I thought. Yeah, I thought so too. Really did. You lucked out there because yeah. they were fantastic together. Yeah. And yeah. I, you know, it's funny because you could pretty much throw a, throw a penny and hit any any actor, and they know how to skate up in Canada. Because <laughs> like I know with my brother in law being a a hockey player, it's like you're just born on the ice up yeah. there. If you're a guy, you're going to play hockey because in the winter times, that's one of the major sports. You know. And even the the kid they got for Parker. Uh, Cairo, yeah. I think his name. Yeah, he did a great job. He too. was great, yeah. and you know they had have a, they had to have a lot of extras in this. It was very ambitious, actually. And I wonder sometimes if you're writing a movie, if that's part of what you're thinking of is, boy, I'm going to write these scenes where there's like a big hockey game, and uh, now, yeah, how in your head are you thinking to produce that scene? They're going to have to do this and this and this, and I don't know if they're going to want to do that. Should I, we scale it back? Or I do now, but when I was writing it, you know, you're just in dreamland. I could have had aliens come in on <laughs> 50 hockey players yeah, and uh, spaceships and uh, everything. Suddenly but, you're dancers with wolves. With, but no, know, talking to Angela, then I started understanding cavalry. that there's cost involved with all these things you come up with. So Yeah, how many days you get to shoot it and how many locations and all of this stuff. So that, that affects how you write it. But now it yeah, now, now you it know, does. which yes, is exactly. really good. See, this is this gives you an edge. It'll so. make me better. That's yeah, for sure. I, I th- no, absolutely I mean, believe that. The so, producer yeah. has to go through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had one more question about the pro not the process, but the the concept. Uh, I know sometimes when I'm thinking about writing something, I'm like, okay, how many characters you know, am I, am I going to have in this, this movie or this, this story? And did they tell you at all, take that character and that character, make them one character or did they, did they do anything like that? Or were you, did you, were you already cognizant of that and wrote the right amount of characters? I think I wrote the right amount of characters. Just the, all the notes were, this is too over the top or too much comedy, not comedy, but just kind of over the top for a romance, more romance, less comedy than I had in my original draft. As we all know, though, marriage is comedy. <laughs> True. There's got to be comedy or you'll never make it. Did you draw in a lot of your own experiences when you had like some of the banter, some of the... Dialogue? Yeah, yeah. Is your wife a realtor? I was wondering about that. No, I used okay. to be a realtor. Oh, you so, used to be a yeah. realtor. Aha. Yeah. I knew there's a realtor anger, angle someplace. Yeah. You weren't a hockey player, but you were a realtor. Yes. Okay, got yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, it's funny because we've been watching even the fall movies and the mysteries that some of the realtors had a pretty bad rap. 
<laughs> one was a murderer. One was a, I can't remember. One was trying to sell a house and it had a ghost in it. Yeah, uh, was, so, realtors, yeah. But your realtor was a really nice realtor. Well, originally I had her as kind of, you know, brand new. Like I used to be, brand, and I think one time I was at a showing and I, I did what she did in the movie. Like, how many bathrooms? Like, 35? Like, no, 3.5. So just that kind of stuff. I, I love that. Well, I'm really uh, excited about my, my brother-in-law, who is the, the hockey scout, and my sister, who is a realtor. <laughs> so they're a real-life couple of, like, in your movie, which so is the pretty The two funny. harshest critics possible. I know. <laughs> it's going to be rough. I know. I don't, well, if they're If that you bad, don't hear from us, you'll know it anyway. wasn't, didn't go well. So, yeah. I didn't, but... So, Okay, but I, I want to know how it felt, though, when you watched the movie the first time. I mean, did, what did that feel like? Oh, yeah, I had some family and friends over, and it's just surreal. I mean, that, I, I, like I said, no connections, no experience. Uh, I wrote this in my kitchen in April 2022 to, to see it on national TV. Uh, like a year and a half later, it was just... Uh, to, to glowing reviews, I might add, Well, for the most part. Thank you, but I was just... Well, we glowed. So, you know, <laughs> I was, yeah, it was just really surreal. That's, that's fantastic. It's, it, does, do you feel like it could get addictive? Like you want to, now you want to do it again? Yeah. Oh, my mom's already like, okay, so next year, we, we got same time, same place next year. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm working on this other movie, so I don't know if I'll have one next year or if they'll want me or. Yeah. So. I don't know. I'd be surprised if they, if you don't get a call from them because as they, as I've looked, the ratings were good. The response was good. Um, I don't know how the, you got it. You really lucked out because you got a great cast. Kevin Fair is a very good director and well known at Hallmark, and has directed some fabulous uh, projects for them. So he he, I thought the direction was excellent. And he had a good music score. I mean, yeah. it was a really for Hallmark. They put the top people in this movie, and so you know, I think that because and it showed. It, because it, really it was showed. successful, I think you know, I don't see why you wouldn't uh, have more interest because but of you uh, and I both know that. Michael that. You can have, we've watched movies that have the top actors, the top directors, the top everything. Right. And the story is so, it falls flat and it just doesn't work. It all so, starts with the script, with the, with the story. It Absolutely. really does. So, cool. so my good. wife sent me something that uh, over the three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, was 3.3 million viewers. And that just blew me away. That's, that's amazing fantastic. when you think about it. And that's that's huge for television today. I mean, that really is. You're competing with so many other things. So yeah. One out of every hundred Americans, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And then um, I, just, I wanted to also ask you, do you use any kind of a of a something like Final Draft or anything like that when you're writing? Or do you just, you have a, your own script format that you write in? Yeah, it was so cheap. I had the one that was free where you got three scripts. You could write for th for free. <laughs> So <laughs> you're just so awesome. <laughs> and his copy of Script Writing for Dummies. He did all set to uh, to make this movie. So all right, well, writers do it. That was <laughs> I got to give him credit. If, uh, yeah, writers do it. They let you have three free ones. So. That's, that's awesome. We <laughs> only had three chances. <laughs> I got to get this right. Only three rewrites. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Now. <laughs> Do you have, a, you've seen the movie, obviously. Yes. Probably, we've seen it a couple of times. You've probably watched it more than once. But do you have a favorite scene that uh, happened in the movie for you? I guess I like that eggnog scene. It reminds me of my uh, grandma. Me I named too. her Stella, and she's Stella in the movie. And Right. So just kind of reminded me of my grandma. And that was based on your own experience. Yeah, yeah. my grandma trying to give us pickled beets at holidays <laughs> and just oh, having to gut it down. I think, yeah, that, that moment when... I, I, I actually, I like pickled beets. 
pickle beets but, uh, from Maine, so you know. Oh, I there like you go. I don't beets. like pickle beets nor eggnog, but you know, no, but eggnog. but that was the, the using the eggnog. That was hilariously funny, and uh, the 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 all of the actors in that scene were great. It was well directed. It was My a, favorite it, line is really I'm probably finally, someone who doesn't care about salmon. <laughs> It's like that's one of the funniest scenes of the year. It was Did really you write good. That line, yeah. Oh my that's gosh, so, it's so funny. funny. <laughs> uh, there were so many funny scenes in this. Well, was this kind it, of a saw my grandma? You, you know, when you get older, you start not to care what other people think, and <laughs> that, was, that was like my grandma. So, <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about what you've got coming up, though, because you just actually filmed and made your directorial debut on a, a movie that you shot locally here, right? That's right. Very, very low budget. It's my film school, basically. Oh. It only cost about $5,000, and I'm really intimidated seeing all your fancy equipment here because mine was so <laughs> so cheap, and my audio compared to this is... Uh, I wish we'd known you because we would have volunteered I to come out. Yeah, I, I wish I'd known you guys. I was, but maybe next one. Uh, okay, definitely. That's a deal. Yes. We'll come out. We'll, we'll volunteer for free, unless you're independently wealthy. Now, we'll, which we'll, <laughs> we'll work for eggnog. So, <laughs> so. Or pickle beets. <laughs> So what's the movie about, and then where could people see it? Are you going to put it out somewhere, online, or well, I, I, film I festivals? I finished or? a rough cut of it, and I submitted that to Sundance and Slamdance. And so now I need to polish it and make it sound really good, and I've got the music and everything. So, yeah, I filmed it four days last sep- or last month. Can um, you tell us what the concept is? Yeah, it's a, uh, well, it's <laughs> here's the, a log line, uh, Desperate middle-aged man has 87 minutes in which to find the young homeless alcoholic who holds the answers to keys that have haunted him his entire life. Wow, that's a good wow. log line. I like that. He so, didn't even take a breath when he said yeah, that. So, I, I, so is it a, it's a pretty small cast then? Yeah. It was, yeah. I kind of, originally, I, had a, a, I had a, wrote a different script, and I was mm-hmm. going to make that as my first movie. Right. Uh, but I found I was too ambitious with extras and different locations. Right. I came across a guy named Don Simons. Teaches a two-day film school. Teaches you how to make a low-budget movie right. for your first one. Says do, do it one location, three or four actors, simple script with a lot of tension. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I tried to do. So we all filmed. We just filmed in one location down at Watson Island State Park, and that's right it. here in, in Grand Junction. Yeah, 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 down by the river, and three actors. And so, what was the most challenging part of, of shooting the movie there? Um, driving down to the set, <laughs> <laughs> finding a parking spot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just so like I was just nervous because I'd never done it before, and I had this actor who flew in from Boston, really great, Travis Campbell, and uh, just ne- never, you know, when you do something for the first time, you're nervous. Like, could I be a director? Why that imposter syndrome? Like, why am I directing a movie when I've never done this before? So just having that, trying to get that courage, was the toughest part. Well, you're you're like really gutsy he's, guy he's for doing this. Very brave. You really are. I mean, well, like you know, you know, who cares? I'm just going to do it. So yeah, and that's, yeah. sometimes that's the key to the whole thing. And well, I got it in my amazing. mind, and then I started thinking, oh, when, like I have to go through with it, otherwise I'll be 95 on my deathbed. And I'm like, why didn't I just film that <laughs> movie? When, well, see how positive I just made you are. You're going to live to 95. That's pretty positive thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 95, you will be directing something. So you've made the movie and you've submitted it to Sundance. Is that what you said? A rough cut of rough it. Yeah, cut, yeah, very rough. Right. And then, um, and so we'll see what they say, I guess. Well, yeah. Now, now I'll just try to finish and polish it and send it some more film festivals. And uh, worst comes to worst, try to get it on Amazon. Wow. That's I think great. it's going to be great. So you heard, heard it here, folks, first. Uh, we can, uh, uh, we'll, we'll keep track of this. Did we we'll mention the name know. of the movie? Did you call Father's it? Day. Father's Day. Okay. Father's yeah. Day, okay. yeah. Okay. Excellent. Well, I, can't, I can't wait to see, based on the log line, what, what it's all about. So, I know. Yeah. 
Okay, well, I think we've we've held him hostage here long enough, and as you can see by the cafe menu, uh, it's time for the the the, the tip. So uh, it's not cash this time, <laughs> even though you know you, we'll take it. But, well. yeah. but but uh, if you have a a tip for anything at all, you know, any kind of a tip to to kind of help somebody else on their way, that would mm. that's kind of what we're looking for. Well, I'll plagiarize a tip from Elizabeth Gilbert. You know. Eat, pray, love. She wrote mm-hmm. that. Is that from um, uh, Little House on the Prairie? <laughs> oh no, no, it's not Little House on the Prairie. You're right. That's Melissa, her name. Yeah, I used to watch that show all the time. Is that her name? Liz Actually, it's Melissa. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Throwing, throwing me. Oh man. That's right. Take two. Go ahead. In the words of Elizabeth Gilbert, come on, Pa. No, was, uh, that was Melissa Gilbert. Okay, she wrote a book, Elizabeth Gilbert. Uh, called Big Magic for Creative People. I recommend you read that if you haven't. It's really interesting and motivating. And she has like ends the book with, we all have these creative treasures in ourselves and we should release them. We owe it to the world to release them. And even if it's scary to put your work out there and get it out of your system. <laughs> so that would be my tip. Wow, that's a great that's tip. A, that's a really <laughs> good Excellent tip. tip. Well, we look forward to what's coming for you next with your, your own movie. And I'm still not... Say, I'm going to be not surprised. I would be surprised if you don't get another call from Hallmark. So, oh. or at least from Kevin McGarry. So, uh, so uh, I know. we have him on the phone right now. No, I, wish. <laughs> I really tried, but you know, but uh, yeah, you never know. I don't have his but uh, you know, you're off to a good start. Thank and you. I know that you know, you certainly were inspiring to us to hear yes, that you've done this. And I'm sure that a lot of people listening to this will say, Wow, you know, that's inspiring what you did. So, well, anybody can do it. You yeah. just got to get a lot of rejection. That's for sure. Yeah. You got to get uh, ready for the rejection and just get ready for the challenge. And, and so that's yeah. a, that's a great thing. So and the, the biggest difference probably will be that, uh, you never had to be a waiter. Yes, <laughs> I, I was a waiter. You were a waiter. Okay, yes. so that's good. So a realtor, a waiter, uh, a so, director, a director. Yeah, you know those and are the all. Next week he'll the, be a waiter again. The, no, he's a waiter now today. All attainable uh, in one day. We're, we're so incredibly proud of you, and we're so proud of the fact that you're from our hometown here in Grand Junction, Colorado, oh. and uh, we just want all the best for you. And uh, we can't wait to have you back on again. Well, yeah. thank you so much. I really appreciate it and uh, continue good luck with the podcast. Remember the name Steve Beauregard, folks. He, he, uh, he did it. He made his dream come true and it's, uh, it's inspiring. So don't forget to check us out on Facebook, our Facebook group. We've, uh, we're also glad to receive any of your Apple podcast reviews. We like all those little stars lighting up. Um, so, and we're also on Instagram. So yeah, come over to Instagram. I, I do the work on that so you can talk to me and uh, we really appreciate all 146 followers that we have. We're counting. We're counting all the followers. We do every great. day. We get so. a new one. I'm like, oh, we're up to 146. <laughs> we really are excited about this podcast, and we're excited to talk to uh, our guest today. And uh, we will see you on the next episode of the Hallmark Cafe, where love is always on the menu. Hallmark Cafe is a copyrighted program produced by High Horse Productions. Our theme song was written and performed by Diane Killen, and the Hallmark Cafe illustration was created by Daniel Killen. Be sure to find Hallmark Cafe on Instagram and check out our Facebook group.